Good morning! Welcome to Christchurch at Home. I'm Louise and I'm Beth. And welcome to everyone watching, whether you're watching this morning or whether you're watching later on on Facebook Live or the website. Beth, how are you this morning? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, thank you. We've both got our sunnies on. Oh, uh, yes, we have. I'm um, not sure if it's more of a fashion statement, though, because it's not actually that sunny outside, so... Yeah, it definitely is a fashion statement. <laughs> um, this morning, we've tried to go a bit this morning style, so as if we are Philip and Holly. How do you think we've done? I think we've done pretty well. Comment down below who you think would be Phil and who you think would be Holly. That's very interesting. My middle name is Holly, but my dad's name is Phil, so I feel like I've got connections to both. Yes, definitely. Um, As people are joining, make sure to say hi to them in the comments. Make sure to share our live stream um, so that all of your friends can see that you are watching this morning's service. Yeah, that would be awesome. For our gathering time this morning, we are going to be hearing from some of our grads, so some of our third and fourth years who have been to uni in Winchester and now are off doing lots of other different things. Mm. So we're going to play a video which will tell you what they're up to and what they're doing next and how you can pray for them. Enjoy! Hi everyone, my name is Joanna and uh, I study media and communications at the University of Winchester um, and one big thing I think God's done for me is just help me with community and finding like a group of amazing friends that's helped me grow my faith um, so I'm really thankful um, for that and you guys for providing that um, and yeah in future I'm hopefully going to get a job post-Covid fingers crossed um, and prayers for that basically and that um, the job I'm in can help me grow my faith and that I follow in the purpose and calling God has for me and just a bit of clarity on that I have a sheet of paper reminding me what to say but yeah thank you everyone and I will miss you all bye hi my name's Amy um, I am a Christchurch Winchester student who is graduating this year from the University of Winchester I've studied primary ed uh, with QTS I did the four-year route uh, my next part of my journey is I've got a job in a school. Um, I'll be teaching year three down near Plymouth. Um, it's a lovely little school, so I'm really excited. Um, for prayer requests, I would just like to um, wish that the year uh, gives me confidence and that I have um, the ability to take on my class and my teaching in the way that I want to and also that I find a church as lovely as Christchurch Winchester down in Plymouth so that I really feel welcomed and loved in my new church um, but thank you for all you've done at Christchurch um, and everyone in it you've been brilliant and you have massively helped my journey to faith so thank you very much. Hi everyone um, I'm Izzy I have just been studying my four years uh, MED at um, primary education. Um, my next steps are I'm moving to Nottinghamshire um, to work in a lovely uh, village one form entry CAV school. Um, I'm currently still searching for somewhere to live um, so I would really like prayer for just the right house um, slash flat 
Um, and then just real guidance into planning and all the preparations that need to happen um, before I start in September. I'm really excited for this journey, um, but I've just, I just, yeah, I just love prayer that God goes with me and that I really feel him there. Thanks. Bye. Uh, hi, I'm Adam. I've been studying creative writing. Uh, it's been so lovely being at Christchurch the last few years and getting to really grow my faith in the, this really safe, caring environment. Um, moving forward, I'm planning on doing charity work. I'm looking for jobs sort of starting now. So any prayers about sort of helping work out where the right job is and find the right opportunity would be really great. Thanks. My name is Katie and I have just finished my primary education degree at the university. Uh, my next adventure is going to be to go and teach in a three-form entry junior school in Aldershot and I have 29 uh, year four children awaiting me. Um, what I would really appreciate is some prayer just for God to be with me on my new uh, journey um, as I'm moving and living in a flat on my own as well uh, and just for my faith to continue to grow um, this year has been an amazing experience for me in getting to know God and I just would love for that to continue to develop. My name is Tom Sherman and I apologise for the quarantine locks I'm not quite able to pull off. Um, I was a student at the University of Winchester studying history I'm done now third year ticket off the list um, and I'm so thankful for all of the Christchurch student team and the wider Christchurch community uh, for being so loving and so supporting through my three years at university. I really couldn't imagine uh, university in any way without you guys. Whether you joined in my first or my third or you're an earlier part of the church, thank you. Um, I'm now in a period of transition. I'm waiting a year uh, before I start my master's course in uh, September 2021, where I'll be studying history at UCL. Um, yeah, and I really pray into this year not being just a dud year, that it's really God-driven and God-centred, and I uh, and I really uh, don't just sit around doing nothing the entire time. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie. I have just graduated from the University of Winchester with a degree in English Literature and American Studies. I am hoping to do a master's course at some point in museum curation, but I am currently working as a care assistant. So if we could pray for my job now and for this future course that kind of God's will can be done and that I can do good through both. A big welcome to anyone who's just joined us. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. And thank you to those students. We'll be praying for you and we will miss you, but we're so excited to see what you get up to next. Amazing. So this week's service, we're going to be looking at Psalms of Brokenness, and we're specifically going to be looking at Psalm 69. Mm. And um, in a minute, we're going to hear a song that was written by Jack, Kevin and Nora, all about this particular psalm. So we hope you enjoy it, and we're going to be seeing it later on in the service.
sort of about to graduate, it's a bit strange, but um, yeah, just finishing that. Um, I have been a member of Christchurch since the start really, and I honestly could not imagine my student experience without Christchurch being in it. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has made me feel so welcome. It's just been my family and and still is. I've made the most amazing friends. I loved being on the assembly team and leading a small group. It's just been so amazing the past three, past three years. Yep, I've just uh, finished a degree at the University of Southampton in history. Um, we got married uh, last summer, so I've been a member of the church for about a year now, um, and I've loved it. I've felt so welcome and so at home. So thank you to everyone who's made me feel like that, who's come and spoken to me and chatted to me. You've been so amazing. Yeah, the next chapter for us is, um, I guess, a week after this will be shown on Sunday, we are moving to Guildford. Um, we're obviously really, really sad to be leaving Winchester, but it's, it's an exciting new chapter. Um, I have been applying to jobs in fashion buying in London with no luck yet, but hopefully <laughs> um, moving to Guildford would mean that the commute is a lot easier for me. Um, and Nathan is going to be studying a PGCE. He's staying at Southampton University, so he'll be there one day a week and then hopefully they will be able to find him a placement school, a secondary school nearer to Guildford um, so that the commute isn't so far to Southampton every day. Anna. Yeah, so just with all of those, we'd, we'd love your prayers, um, if you keep us in your prayers about like finding the new church, finding some new friends, and just Sarah getting a job would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, and then Nathan can have a school that is close to Guildford, so the commute isn't too far. Yeah. We're, we're just really praying and asking God for that, but we have been so blessed by our family at um, Christchurch. So thank yeah. you, and we will be back really soon, and we'll be back loads to see you all. Thank you so much students, it's really great to hear what you're going to be getting up to next. We'll be praying for you and we'll really miss you. Yeah, so we're just about to start our service, so I will hand over to Michael who will officially welcome you to this morning's service. So if any of you are joining now, do just comment, hi to everyone else and we will start our service now. Good morning and welcome to Christchurch at Home. Christchurch Winchester's online service. It's so good to have you all here and I want to give a special welcome to all of you joining from outside Winchester too. Thank you for coming. My name is Michael and I'm part of the staff team here at Christchurch and this morning we are continuing with our series uh, called Singing the Psalms where each week we look at a different psalm that has a different focus and Craig is going to take us through Psalm 69 which is a psalm of brokenness. It's been a while since Craig has been here. He's just come off furlough, so yeah, it's really great to have him here as well. I'm just going to read a bit from Psalm 69 before we begin. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. I'm just going to pray into that as we begin our service together, as we begin worshipping him as one community. Father God, thank you that we can come to you as broken people. That no matter how we are, no matter how close we feel to you, no matter what we're going through, that we know that we are saved by you, that you have won the battle. 
and that your spirit is with us. I pray for us all now to encounter your spirit, to feel your love and mercy upon us. In your mighty name. Amen. This song, Sovereign Over Us, it means a lot to me. My brave and beautiful sister-in-law sent it to me. She's ill with cancer and currently receiving treatment for her stage four melanoma. We're in touch with each other most days. And as I listen to her song, as I call it, I feel solidarity with her and her situation and the sadness she faces. Yet in the sadness, it seems like God is very present as the words of the song say, he meets us in our mourning. And in this united place, united with Christ, I find comfort as does my sister-in-law. It's not a fluffy comfort, but it's a, a strong comfort, comfort to draw on, comfort to share. God is sovereign and I am not yet we are united and in this together. Tell me strength within sorrow There is beauty in our tears And you meet us in our morning Yeah. 
our psalm today is about brokenness. Brokenness sounds like bad news. It feels like we're down and life is a real struggle. The key is how we respond to that brokenness. Understanding that God sometimes allows us to be broken so that we might hear him speak. By the end of Psalm 69, from a position of near despair, David's thoughts have turned to realise that he is still God's precious child. So let us pray and ask God to speak to us in our brokenness. Let us pray. Just quiet for a moment as we reflect on times when we've experienced that brokenness. Father God, your love feels pain and wipes away our tears. Your love knows grief and comforts the sorrowful. Your love sees sin and still loves the sinner. Forgive us when we fail to live lives that reflect your love. Forgive us the many times when we take for granted all that you've done for us. Transform us through your spirit and empower us to serve you this day and all days. God of all ages, who from generation to generation has heard the cries of your children, humbly seeking forgiveness and has welcomed sinners back into your embrace. Hear the thoughts of our hearts, examine our motives and forgive us our faults. We ask this through your son who died and rose that we might know the true cost of forgiveness. Now very personally would you join with me as we say these words together. Forgive me those times when I consider myself to be of little value. Remind me constantly that you died for me before I even knew you. I want to move forward with you, Lord, but I am held back by burdens I carry, afraid to let go, lessen the load, let myself become vulnerable, to be loved and in turn love, to receive and in turn give. I want to move forward with you, Lord, but my ways are often not your ways. Open my heart to forgiveness and let it touch the hearts of others, that all might be blessed and in turn become a blessing. Lord, thank you that you've heard us. Please restore our brokenness, that we might trust in you for all that's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 69 Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the mighty depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause, those who seek to destroy me. I am forced to restore what I did not steal. You, God, know my folly. My guilt is not hidden from you. Lord, the Lord Almighty, may those who hope in you not be disgraced because of me. God of Israel, may those who seek you not be put to shame because of me. For I endure scorn for your sake 
and shame covers my face. I am a foreigner to my own family, a stranger to my own mother's children. For zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. When I weep and fast, I must endure scorn. When I put on sackcloth, people make sport of me. Those who sit at the gate mock me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But I pray to you, Lord, in the time of your favour. In your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me, from the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters engulf me, or the depths swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Deliver me because of my foes. You know how I am scorned, disgraced and shamed. All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. May the table set before them become a snare. May it become retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see. And their backs be bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. For they persecute those you wound and talk about the pain of those you hurt. Charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life and not be listed with the righteous. But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation God protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hooves. The poor will be glad and see. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise his captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. Their people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Now, this week I've been invited to go and visit someone who's really important. So naturally, I want to look my very best. So I'm coming to all of you, but particularly the children, to ask for your help. Now, I realise that I am sometimes known as somebody who on occasion wears clothes that are a little bit over the top. 
And so I'm trusting you uh, to give me some really good and impartial advice. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick out three different sets of clothes. I just want you to tell me which one you think I should wear to this meeting. Uh, you can shout at the screen if you want to, you can put something in the comments, but I'll show you all three, and then we can decide together which one is going to look the best. Are you happy to help? So, here's the first one, what do you think? I thought I'd sort of go for the civilized, dignified, classic look. I know some of you are looking at the screen thinking, who is that? It's me, Simon. But you know, I can do restraint. So what do you reckon? Shall I give this one a go? Just give me a view from the side there. And from the other side, what do you think? You know, just shout at the screen or just put in a few comments. Let me think if you think this would be the best thing to wear you know, for quite a smart meeting with somebody really important. So that's the first one. Be back in one sec with the second one. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don't say no immediately. It doesn't scream class, but it screams something. I mean, what, what, what do you think, can I get away with it? It's, it's loud, it's, it's a bit brash, it's potentially over the top. Um, but I quite, I quite like it, I feel comfortable in it. It's, it quite suits me, don't you think? What do you think? Votes for this uh, for my important meeting? Just put something in the comments. I'm really sorry. Uh, the, the thing I had lined up for the third um, outfit, I can't find it anywhere. So I was just coming back in and I found this in the washing basket. Uh, it's one of my favourite old tops uh, from when I used to be a chaplain at Nottingham Forest. Uh, but it, it does smell a bit. You know, it's sort of sweaty and a lot of the writings come off and what you can see on the back. It, it, it's, it's not the best looking thing. Um, but what about this as well, at least a possibility? I mean, con consider it at the, at the very least. So what do you think? I could go posh, I could go outlandish, or I could go smelly and a bit dirty and with probably my least lovely bit of clothing. What do you think? Just take a tiny bit of time now. Uh, you might wanna put something in the comments or just shout at your screen or talk to the people that you're with. Which one should it be for this meeting? with a very important person. You choose. Now, ask Naomi and the family. I am really, really bad at taking advice on what to wear. I'm really sorry. Now, here's another question. What would you wear if you were going to Jesus's house for tea? You might dress up and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the Psalms teach us something really important. We do not have to dress up for God. We don't need to make a good impression uh, with him. We don't need to pretend that we're something that we're not. We don't have to be washed and clean and perfect and gorgeous before we come into God's presence. We don't have to be happy and joyful and full of peace and love for all people in order to talk to God. 
we come as we are. Most of the time, that is a real mixture. Some sad, some scared, some guilty, uh, some excited, some frustrated, some angry. All of those things mixed in together, and that is absolutely fine. King David wrote Psalm 69 to tell God that he was scared and that he was worn out and that he was feeling bullied and he was feeling let down by his friends and he was feeling angry. And King David patiently and clearly explains all of those things to God. And the wonderful news that we learn from this psalm is that we can do absolutely the same. No pretending, no pretending to ourselves or to God that we are perfect and happy and fulfilled all of the time. We can tell him too when we're scared, when we're angry, when we're feeling guilty. And we can do that just on our own or we can do it all together. Um, in my experience, there are uh, several reasons why people might come and express uh, distress or extreme devastation. Often this may be just a serious diagnosis. Sometimes it might be an ongoing chronic illness that has just got to them. But more often what we find with extreme levels of distress is that the underlying causes is relationship issues. And some of the most difficult ones I've seen are uh, estrangement from close family members or perhaps children in the family. That, that can go very deep. Sometimes people can actually get themselves into difficult situations with maybe law and order and then go into patterns of behaviour such as addiction that can cause extreme distress um, perhaps under the effect of alcohol or drugs uh, and that can be quite hard for the family as well. A bereavement is another area when people lose, lose a loved one that, that can be really hard uh, for them to process. I think it's, it's, it's quite um, well known that, that ignoring these distressing situations can actually be counterproductive. It is very tempting to brush it under the carpet and try not to think about it. But what we find is that uh, it leads to turning to other things such as uh, alcohol or drugs or addictions or uh, behaviours. Um, sometimes the suppressed uh, emotions can result in actual physical disorders, uh, for example, um, gastrointestinal or digestive problems. It can cause clinical anxiety and depression. So it can cause um, all kinds of what we call a psychosomatic disorders. Um, and that's not, uh, that's not uncommon. Um, often people don't even realise that that's happened because of this episode or a, a period of trauma which had happened uh, in the distant past.
so there are several several issues that can arise from brokenness. Sleep issues is another uh, problem, as is um, problems with fertility or weight. I think in the kind of medicine that we practice these days, um, there is acknowledgement of the physical very much, and we're increasingly getting better at acknowledging uh, the um, mental. And certainly there's huge amounts of research uh, and research funding for both um, physical and mental health. Um, the spiritual dimension is not really acknowledged, I don't think, in mainstream medicine. Um, in fact, WHO definition includes physical, mental, and now even social health, uh, but it doesn't really acknowledge a spiritual dimension at all. And also in our mainstream journals, we don't find an awful lot of research papers or even opinion papers coming out. So I think, you know, it is ignored um, what is the reality and what is the truth. Um, I think those of us who have faith know that there is a very deep soul and spiritual aspect to our lives and brokenness is at, at the very core of that and that's that's why brokenness strikes but it's not really um, acknowledged as such and people don't really come forward and ask often for spiritual help. Um, I know there are many Christian doctors who would actually offer that or people might ask for it and they would be in a position to uh, pray with them and I've certainly seen uh, people's lives being transformed uh, by their encounter with Jesus um, and it's, it's marvellous to see that in the workplace because you know all the staff can see that uh, a particular person's absolutely got transformed and I've actually had the joy of seeing that um, but it's not very often and again it's not very much in the mainstream uh, so that's something I think as Christian practitioners we need to be uh, maybe thinking about and talking about and maybe even researching. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that you help us to gather online, but then send us out on a local level. Lord, as we gather around your word, may we hear it speak to us and bring us ever closer as your community of faith here in Winchester. Amen. So when I first met Bruce, he was a optician and he said to me, what do you do for a job? I'm training to be a priest, I say, as I try to focus on him and not the fact that his shop looked abandoned in the wake of the coronavirus lockdown. So, says Bruce, did God send the coronavirus? I paused slightly before saying, no, no, he didn't. But without God, where is there hope? Where is there justice for lives interrupted, education stalled, and lives cut off too soon? We debate, he gives me some new glasses, and we go our separate ways, perhaps seeing things slightly more clearly. This happened to me whilst on furlough from my role here at Christchurch Winchester. Now today's psalm is a psalm of protest and plea 
It's one that reminds us to mourn our losses well. Today's psalm reveals a man who struggles to deal with the slander, betrayal and the accusations of others. He's a person whose sense of justice has not been muted by the situation he finds himself in. The juxtaposition of David's David's curses of his tormentors in the Old Testament and Jesus' praying for his in the New perhaps shows us the different attitudes we ourselves take when a sea of trouble comes our way. Now our pattern of psalm moves from plea to protest, from plea to protest, from plea to protest, from plea to confession of trust. And to be honest, it's a pattern that my own daily prayer life seems to follow. In verses 11, in verses 1 sorry, to 5, the psalm begins with a brief initial plea. In verse 1a, it describes the crisis and the need for this particular prayer. In verses 3, we read, I have become weary of crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. Then in verses 6 to 12, it is suggested that this someone is not merely a private individual, but someone in some sense who represents a community. Therefore, his protests and pleas not only represent his own struggles, but those of the community of faith who look forward to the restoration of Jerusalem and Judah. Moreover, we see here that the sting of insults really do have real power over us. In verses 13 to 18, this prayer seems to break new ground. A sense of hopelessness is replaced with the Lord's goodness and mercy. In verses 17, the cry to make haste is put under the reality of our time, that our time is in God's hands. And we get this from Psalm 31, verse 15. We are to be humble as we fully pray for help. Yet, this prayer will not take a no for an answer. Psalm 69 wants a yes. It calls upon God to draw near to him rather than staying distant. In Psalm 69 and in these first 18 verses, we see that when we mourn our losses, we let prayer do its work. It's been a very weird and difficult year for all of us. Who would have thought back in January that some of us would spend the rest of our years basically cancelling our diaries. Jobs have been lost, holidays cancelled, weddings rebooked, and a daily death toll of hundreds sadly has become the new normal. Yet each loss reminds us that no one wins in a pandemic. Whilst each person's experience is unique, we have all shared common ground as we learn to mourn our losses together. And perhaps this has best been seen 
in our Thursday evening gatherings, as the whole nation opened their front doors and stepped outside to clap for our beautiful NHS. In that moment, we stopped and mourned our losses, but we also celebrated our shared hope for a brighter future together, one free of death, disease and disappointment. In Jesus, God chose to become incarnate so that he could experience what it is to be human. This tells us, you and me, that God knows what it is to feel truly human and that our feelings of grief, resentment and fear do not take him by surprise. In John 11:35, Jesus wept at the, de- at the death of his friend Lazarus. Jesus' tears acknowledge the public pain that death causes in human life. Jesus, who raises Lazarus, must himself die and rise and therefore show us all what life is really about. Having faith. It was Martha's faith that sent for Jesus in John 11.3. The coronavirus has taken over 440,000 people's lives. But behind every one is a person with a story. And when we weep and mourn for each one, we are invited to have faith in Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life because he knows each death by name and he calls each one home. We get that from Isaiah 43. So how do we respond? I think Psalm 69 reminds us all that in a time of lockdown, faith gives us the confidence to present the reality of all that has been lost in the pandemic. And so, to encourage us to mourn well. God hates the suffering he sees in this world and therefore, because God so loved the world, Jesus came to be the one, to become one of us and suffered with us. And at Christchurch Winchester, as a community of saints, women and men, we are called to mourn well. Our psalm today ends with verse 35, which starts to praise God and look beyond the day of decline and insecurity. And it points to God's own sovereignty. Because the Christian claim is this. In Jesus, God says, I'm here, I'm here with you. And in a time of lockdown, God has given us the opportunities to get our houses in order to mourn well our losses, tidy things up and to focus on Jesus again so that we can all be filled with his spirit. A time to embrace our loss and to seek new life in Jesus Christ. Whilst on furlough I've been reminded again that our value does not come from what we do. It does not come from those places of shame that we might be carrying. It comes from the fact that God purposefully created us and he loves us. 
whilst we all like to say yes to opportunities that come our way. Lockdown has reminded me, and perhaps you too, that we are all human beings, not human doers. Personally, I hope this will give me greater freedom in my ministry to come, as I remind myself, and I'm a professional Christian, I get paid for this, that having faith is everything. So for us at Christchurch Winchester, in light of Psalm 61 and all that has happened and will happen, our job is to get the message out of our church buildings and into its true home on the streets of Winchester. This is the task of mission. How do we do this, I hear you say. We start by being the people of God who mourn well, have hope, and stay holy. Failing to do this means we are just another members only club. Amen.
so now we come to what's called our declaration of faith, which is really where we say yes and amen to what we believe in. So today I'm bookending a Celtic declaration of faith with two verses from the amazing Psalm 69, a bit like a faith sandwich. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy, turn to me. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Jesse Rowe. Hi, I'm Aggie. My name is Charlie and I'm nearly six and I live in London and I love playing on the swing. My name is Christina and I'm almost four and I'm almost going to school. This is Enoch and he's 18 months old and he loves climbing. Say hi. We were part of Christchurch for a few years. And then we came to All Nations Christian College to study here. We are studying biblical and cross-cultural studies to prepare us to go to East Asia. We are still able to be here on campus at All Nations. While some others are continuing their studies from home. We are blessed to be able to have all of our lessons delivered via Zoom. We've been able to homeschool our children, to combine education and time spent in nature, we've been planting some vegetables. We've also got five chickens which are laying eggs and it's enabled them to be learning as well as having fun. We've just got some chickens. Mine is called Lily. And mine, and mine and is hers. called Dusty and her, and her feather is um, sticking out. Due to COVID-19, uh, we have been unable to go to the mission field just yet. With this extra year in the UK, Jesse will be able to continue with his studies to get the degree here at All Nations. And with this being Aggie's fifth year um, in the UK, this will enable her to get British citizenship. We feel blessed by your prayer support. Please continue to keep us in your prayers. Here are some prayer points. Please pray for Charlie and Sheena as they transition from homeschooling and part-time education at the moment into full-time education come September, as Sheena will be starting reception. We are grateful for my sister Veronica, who spent a year here with us to help with childcare. Please pray for her as she moves back to Hungary. And also please pray for Enoch as he adjusts to this change. Please pray for this year to be a fruitful time for us to build up a great support base and partners uh, for our work on the mission field. We value your friendship and continued support very much. So thank you very much for encouraging us and we will be praying for you as well. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the beauty of your creation. Thank you for the natural world. Thank you for this time of year. And thank you that each person that you created is made in your image. But Lord, we confess that we are broken people and that we live in a broken world. Father, thank you that Jesus came to redeem 
and to restore each person and to restore the world. Lord, as we pray, help us to know how to bring your kingdom into our world. Father, thank you that you are the great physician, that you want to heal body, mind and spirit. And we think of those working in healthcare, particularly at the moment. Give them strength and health themselves. Give them endurance. Give them hope. Inspire them, Lord. Lord, uh, we particularly think of our brothers and sisters involved in healthcare and ask that they would each be able to draw uh, strength from you daily and to share that with those around them, to share hope with those around them. Father, we particularly ask for a solution to coronavirus, for the development of vaccines, um, for the production of those and uh, for those to be available across the world. Father, we look to you for the timing of this and to make it possible. Father, we also lift to you the economy. Many people are uh, struggling at the moment. Many have lost their jobs. Their jobs are under threat. And we just ask you, Lord, for our leaders um, to give them uh, wisdom and inspiration to know how to um, improve the economy and how to jumpstart it again. Lord, please uh, give wisdom to entrepreneurs and to business leaders to know how to make the most of the current circumstances and to revitalize their businesses. Father, we thank you too for our staff team at Christchurch and we ask you to bless each one of them in their work. Lord, please be with them in this coming week and especially we think of their retreat during the week and we ask for your presence to be there with them, Lord that you would guide each one of them, that you build them together as a team, Lord, and that they would be able to hear you and to sense what you want to do in our church and in them. Lord, please lead them and guide them. Bless Simon, Lord, as he leads that retreat. Father, we thank you for all the opportunities that you bring us uh, day by day, and we ask for your Holy Spirit to fill each one of us, Lord, Please inspire us to know how to love and to help those around us. Lord, thank you that we are broken people and we know how to offer help to broken people because of your help for us. Thank you that we're just really beggars, showing other beggars where to find food. But thank you, Jesus, that you do offer hope uh, in all aspects of life. We just look to you to lead and guide us and to give us that hope so that we can offer it to other people. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hi friends, Jack here. Sorry Dodger's not with me today. I've got a bit of a different hat on. Many of you will know that I help lead a beautiful little summer camp um, in North Yorkshire, a CPAS venture called Sandaily. It's one of my favourite places on earth. I don't shut up about it. Um, and it's where most of my, most of my friends um, in my youth group at home came to faith. We obviously can't run this year because of the coronavirus, but we're running an online venture, a virtual venture called Sandaily Online, which I'm inviting you to if you are between the ages of 10 and 16. So that's kind of 
Pathfinders with a little bit either side, um, is at the end of July, it's the 27th to the 31st, it's five days for 10 quid, what an absolute barg, parents, get on it, um, that, that includes Zoom hangout seminars, morning meetings, live evening meetings, um, with just a cheeky hot chocolate break before after hours, and you even get that hot chocolate in your pack that gets posted through your door. It's going to be loads of fun. I am so excited. I'll be a little bit stressed out having to edit loads of stuff for that while editing loads of stuff for church. Um, so do come along. Um, if you want more information, contact me. My email will be on the screen or follow us on social media. Um, and I'm just going to show you a really quick video that gives you a bit more of a flavour of what Sandali is like. Enjoy! Over the next few weeks at Christchurch, we're going to begin again meeting in person in the church building, which can, is going to be so, so lovely. I don't know about you, but I've really missed seeing one another face to face. On Wednesday, we're going to begin a midweek service at 10 o'clock. It's going to be short. It's going to have a simple liturgy with a Bible reading, a talk and some prayers. At the moment we're not going to have any singing or communion. Please do come along and if you'd like to come along then look at the web page on our website and look at the diary section and sign up to say that you're going to come along. During lockdown we've been meeting together for morning prayer on Zoom online and it's been great to see so many people joining together to pray. And now we're going to begin meeting as well in the church building to pray for morning prayer. Morning prayers are on Monday to Thursday at nine o'clock and it lasts for about half an hour. We're going to be meeting in the apse of the church in spaced out seating. We're going to, those of us in the church are going to connect with those online. So we'll all be meeting virtually together. Again, if you'd like to come along, then look at our website, look at the diary page and please sign up if you're coming along to the church for the mornings that you're going to come along. During lockdown, some of us will have had people who are close to us who have died and we've not been able to get together with other people for the funeral service or for a memorial service. Simon has worked with the funeral directors Richard Steele to put together a memorial service with readings, prayers and a reflection and this is going to be broadcast on Sunday the 19th at three o'clock on www.chesselwebcast.com and all are welcome to join in. We love being part of this church community together and we do our very best to help each other. 
we're here to help you. If you're struggling financially, please contact the Early Church Fund. We really can help. If you need financial advice, please contact Frontline Debt Advice. And if you need help with food and day-to-day essentials, please contact Winchester Basics Bank. And we need your help. We need your gifts of time, prayer and money and encourage every church member to work out how they can regularly support us financially. For help and more information on how you give to Christchurch and if you'd like to change what you give, please visit ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give or scan the QR code on the screen. Thank you very much. i
you so much for joining with us again this morning. It's been good to be together. In five minutes after our service, we will have our usual question and answer time, so do come back. Craig will be ready and waiting to answer any of your questions or comments. And so as we come to the end of our service and the beginning of our week ahead, we will pray a prayer of blessing and the blessing this week comes from the Sri Lankan church. So let's receive God's blessing on us. God of storm and calm, your love is wider than the oceans and loftier than the mountain peaks. Yet you reach to the depths of our pain and meet us in our deepest need. Bless us with the joy of your spirit, with courage, hope and strength, and with a glimpse of the glory of your risen Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So see you in about five minutes. Goodbye.